Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of It's CPA Time. What is CPA Time? It is three girlfriends who get together, discuss topics, and invite you in to join us. Let me introduce you to my girlfriends who make up CPA Time. The C is the beautiful Carolyn Leslie. Hello, everyone. The A is the awesome Almeida Johnson. Hey, everybody. And I am your host for this evening, Pamela Gnarls. And we welcome you all once again to CPA time. Okay, ladies. The question for today, remember, it's only one side, but this particular question is so juicy. It is going to have you running a roller coaster of feelings. So whatever you need to hold on to, just get ready. Get ready, get ready. And to our audience, you get ready as well. Okay. You may even want to take notes on this. It's a little long, but if you hang in there, it'll be worth it. Okay? Okay. The, uh, the question is, help. My son hates me due to my husband. Okay. Okay. All right. When my son was 11 years old, his father and I divorced and split custody. Two years later, I remarried a man who didn't get along with my son, to say the least. Even during our courtship, my son was anxious and interacting, but was still respectful. My husband saw dealing with my son as something that he signed up for as long as we remained together. But still, my husband kept his distance from my son. After we got married, things got worse with my husband avoiding my son whenever he came to visit. Hubby soon started to harshly criticize my son. That fussing would be about anything so simple as occasionally getting a snack from the fridge without permission or forgetting to cut the lights off in his bedroom. My husband even suggested that I should limit my visitations with my son. I asked him, why does he hate my son? He said, no hate, just dislike. He went on to explain that he hates the fact that my son is so introverted and awkward and that it's enough that he already has to tolerate him. I always stood up for my son, chastised my husband in private, and told my son not to take it seriously. The agonizing only lessened once I got pregnant with our daughter five years ago. By that time, my son felt alienated. I admit I always prioritized my relationship with my husband over my son. 
I made more of an effort in spending time with my husband than my son. <clears throat> I understood that this made my son feel second place. Mm -hmm. But he didn't understand that he would eventually start a life of his own, leaving me with only my husband. Yes, I could have spent more time with my son, but no parent is perfect, and it's always a struggle to keep a balance. My son was becoming distant from me, focusing on his studies more. At least it paid off in that he got a huge university scholarship. But shockingly, he cut me off the day he was supposed to return for winter break. Okay. Here is the email that he sent me. Dear mom, I no longer want a relationship with you. Your love holds little to no value to me anymore. I don't want you for divorcing dad. I don't resent you for finding love again and wanting to get remarried. However, these past years have taught me an important lesson. I've learned that the relation I've learned that the relationships one holds onto play a role in their identity. You can't say you love me more than anything in the world while loving a man who treats me like an unwanted burden. I resent you for making him my stepfather. I resent you for making me feel, for making me treat someone who hates me being around like an authority parental figure, even though he hasn't earned it. I resent you for always choosing him over me. Don't call me anymore. Don't visit me. I have a great life in college with new friends. I guess I am not the weirdo with no friends, as said by the excuse of a human being who you call your husband. And I still have dad who loves me. Goodbye forever. That message still haunts me. I tried calling only to discover that my number had been blocked. When I attempted to visit him, only to have him refuse me dorm access. He eventually threatened to get a restraining order against me. That's when I backed off. My mother and my sister are the only connection that I have to him. My mother was the one who told me that he was currently pursuing a PhD wow. at an Ivy League. My sister allows me to log into her account to see pictures of him. Whenever I see his graduation pictures with only his dad invited or pictures of his friends, I just burst into tears. What could I do? Can I still get him back? So that is the letter. This mom is wondering what can she do or what did she do wrong, I guess. I mean, she seems to feel that um, she had no choice in the decision she's made. She says, what could I do? And then the next question is, 
can I still get him back? So, who would like to tackle this terrible, terrible, terrible problem? <laughs> I mean, if you want to go first, that's fine, because I'm, I'm an emotional wreck right now. Ooh. I told you. I told you. This you one. Right. You this, right. this one needs Dr. Phil. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Your emotions just going. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Really? So okay. Yeah. I, I wrote I wrote some notes. I I, where I I wrote down some some notes as you were talking. Mm -hmm. Um, before I answer her question, um, this is what is jumping out at me. She abandoned her son. Her husband. Uh, her first husband. And she got divorced, which was the son's father. So she abandoned the son when that marriage was over as far as being a mother and a caretaker to him. I feel, and this is just one side of the story that we hear, right. I feel that she was desperate for love through a relationship and that was her I'm not going to even say her main focus that was her only focus mm. he did not um, accept your son so why would you even marry him he did not accept him why would you even marry him and then um Fast forward, he's now in college. You are surprised. Exactly. You threw him away. Mm -hmm. You threw him away. Mothers, fathers, the parents are to be um, the caretakers, the providers, um, do the rearing of the child, do the discipline of the child, um, give the love the child through words and actions. Um, I mean, uh, let me interrupt you for just a second because I, I feel like maybe we need to break this letter down into parts because okay. you pointed out, you pointed out uh, that she knew that her husband-to-be before she married him, mm -hmm. that he did not consider him he considered the son as something to be mm -hmm. tolerated. Yes. So I wrote that word um, there. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. So why, like you said, why would she continue to to entertain a relationship with someone who did not accept the package deal? Right. Right. So she 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 allowed her son to not be worthy in the life. Of her potential new husband, mm -hmm. she if he's gonna disregard him, then that's okay. I, you know, I'll just, I'll just, I'll allow that to happen. You can't do that. You, he's a human being. He's not a toy. 
he's a human being. You can't do that. And the hus when they got married, the husband's opinion of him, he's weird, he's awkward, he doesn't have any friends. Well, you don't you didn't get a chance to know him. You didn't try to um build a relationship with him. I don't know what the situation was in the first marriage, uh, but it seems that the father was a little bit better than her because he will come visit the family from the story yeah. and we just have one side. Mm -hmm. The father had uh, primary custody of the child. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's split custody. Yes. Yes. But and then it said when he would come to visit. Yes. And so that just that, that in my head is like, oh, the dad has majority custody. Um, now to get to her question, what can she do? <laughs> she can <laughs> she can really take this time of separation because the son has done a separation mm -hmm. take this right. time of separation to uh, really look at the situation of what happened and try to um Try to figure out how do you apologize. You can't make up for it, but to apologize and to um, acknowledge his hurt. So many times in dysfunctional situations, it's the one that is hurt becomes the victim again because they speak out about it. So don't victimize him a second time. Actually try to get to the validity of what he is saying mm -hmm. because it happened to him. So even in her asking the question, what can I do? I was surprised. Really? No. Mm -hmm. And can I still get him back? That, that, can I still get him back? That answer is if you are open to um, understanding and mm -hmm. receiving what he wants to share with you outside of that letter that <laughs> got him to that point, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's 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 it, it's just so much. It's just Carolyn. It's it's just so much. I, mm. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, one thing Pam said it was going to be something else, and that one is. First of all, I'm gonna come right off the bat and say the husband needs to be shot. You know, he needs to just just get rid of him. First of all, you knew what kind of man he was. Then, right, she went on to marry him after he was initially abusing the child with his words and saying different things to her about his character, who he was, and he's plowing down on the obvious. I mean, if he is weird and he doesn't have friends. Why do you have to point that out? I mean, you could say to her, uh, does he have friends or, you know, uh, is he antisocial? You talked about him being an introvert. Why does that bother the husband so bad about who the child is? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering why, what, what has him so rattled? Is he a narcissist? 
<laughs> I mean, because he doesn't want anybody else. He wants the spotlight, obviously. He doesn't want to share her attention. And does it mention that he's the only child or she had a daughter or something after that? Well, she ended up uh, having a daughter with the new husband. With the now husband. Yes. She needs to go and get checked out. Like Amita said, Dr. Phil, whoever else we can bring in, mm -hmm. all Dr. Phil's buddies that be on his show, mm -hmm. she needs to go sit down with somebody because it's not normal for you to choose a man over your son, especially one of that um, level of abuse. Right. Where he's not hitting him, he's still hurting him. Mm -hmm. And he's hurt him to the point where he split from his mom. And he only finds solace in his real dad. Mm -hmm. So from the looks of it, we know that God can do anything, but it doesn't look like it's going to heal anytime soon. I can't get over the husband being so rude and so blunt about and being so negative about this is this woman's seed. I mean, what what doesn't click in his head to say everybody loves their child? Mm -hmm. What What's going on with him? And, and moreover, what's going on with her that you allow something like this to, mm -hmm. you know, to hurt your son like this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, almost yeah. sound irreparable, but like I said, God can fix it. But I'm, like Almeida, she's got to be willing to take whatever he has to say. Because from that letter, it looks like he got a whole lot of stuff piled up. And it doesn't seem like that she has accepted her fault. Right. 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 Yeah. You know, she writes this letter with her excuses. And if she hadn't put the email that the son sent her in the letter, uh, there's no telling what, how skewed we would be seeing mm -hmm. this situation. But by putting his actual thoughts, his actual email in this letter, we get to see more of what really happened. Because um, that's some hurt in this letter. Mm -hmm. That's some hurt. For a son to put a restraining order, against his mom because she wants to see him mm -hmm. that is that is some deep hurt that um yes dr phil and uh, <laughs> whoever who, who else do we know that are famous psychiatrists i know <laughs> we need we need a yellow band yes we're begging you to come <laughs> yes. in this situation. Yes. The fact that she's not going to look for him and fall down on her knees and say, baby, I'm sorry. I don't mm. care where he is. I would be somewhere outside his dorm throwing rocks up to the window. <laughs> I know, you know right? Saying, I, see the, I see the light now, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. You're looking at his pictures from your sister. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her mom and her sister's uh, Maybe have a, a, a relationship with him. As yeah. if like you like you have accepted this, like 
well, well, you know, yeah, I don't get it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a whole lot. That's a whole lot. And then, evidently, she is still with the husband. Oh yes, it's, it's sounds like she is. Yes. So she need, to, um, she need to be on. She need to do a strawberry letter so they can eat her up. Yes. <laughs> if she get a strawberry letter, yes, yes. she would go find him. She would. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes, yeah, oh, still a getter. Still, still a would get yeah. Yes. He would have to feel day. Uh-huh. I mean, to accept somebody to treat your son. I mean, really, you're going to fuss about him getting a snack out of the refrigerator? Yeah. And and a, 11 years old, that's a that every age is is vulnerable. Yeah. But to get divorced, he's 11. And then um, two years right. is not a long time. Right. Um, and then you 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 make this decision. Mm. And, uh, no, no. Mm-mm. So I feel really, really sorry for the young man. I, I feel his pain and, you know, you just want to hug him and, and send him to Dr. Field by himself so he can uh, get his healing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he can yeah. shed his pain. I mean, he's he's pushing himself. I mean, he's going for his PhD, so uh, he's he's pushing himself in that respect. But um, you know how how is he doing with yeah. uh, emotional wise? Right, right, right. That's my concern too. Yeah, he's going forward, and he's um making progress, you know, on his career path. But mm-hmm. you can imagine the stuff he got, you know, packed down. Right. And so I'm right. wondering when he have his own children and will it come out? How will mm-hmm. it come out? How will it yeah. come out? Yeah, how will yeah. it come out? Because it's pro- it probably will come out. Because you're going to have it's, it's trust issues there, abandonment mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. Um, accountability Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, and to suppress something from being a, a eleven year old to a college student—that's many years of suppressing stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. not just not just uh basic stuff, raw hurt. You know, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And who knows how it's building and building and building? We're just waiting for the right trigger. That's going to release right. yeah. of this pent up anger and resentment. Right. And, you know, with no idea of how it's going to show himself, right. show itself. Mm-hmm. And so um, this letter actually brought about the topic for today that uh, we'll be able to slide right in. And uh, the topic I wanted to talk about today is blended families. Mm. Uh, the divorce rate in this country is so high. Um, I think last time I saw a statistic, it was at uh, 70% of marriages are ending in divorce. Um, plus, we have... Uh, a lot of children that are being born out of wedlock and raised by 
single parents. And so by the time they find love and, and get married, uh, their potential spouse also more than likely has children. So right. now mm -hmm. you've got these two families who the 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 children are basically strangers um to each other and sometimes to the the step parent and you're trying to make a family put together a family um so statistically more families are blended families now and um what is uh, well, I know Almeida's position because she has a blended family, and mm -hmm. um, although I've never been married, I did make a bad choice <laughs> <laughs> and tried to blend a family uh, and without the benefit of marriage, and it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> but you lived. <laughs> you lived to tell the story. I gained insight and uh, and, and uh, some strategies, and then of course my beautiful sister Carolyn, whose um, future mate is uh, on his way. He's praying about her right now. Amen. And is on his way, but there's a possibility. Yeah, I know I'm getting excited on that now. <laughs> yeah. we, only, we only speak great things. <laughs> Amen. Hey, positive. It's not about if, it's about when. It's about when. But there's a possibility he could have um not only adult children, he could even have, you know, young children. Um, so I think we all have something that we can add to this topic. And so since Almeida went first, Carolyn, can you uh, give us an idea on how what you feel about blended families and and how to make those work or do they work or? I, I feel like they work when push comes to shove. <laughs> the lady don't have nowhere to go with her children. The man don't have nowhere to go with his kids. So they are forced to live under the same roof. You know, and economically they make it work. Because that's what they need right now. But the scariest part to me, as you was reading it, I was just thinking more and more of our parents are young parents now. And the upbringing or the raising that we had, we don't see that now. So back then, you didn't know if you saw a, man, a husband and a wife and some children, you didn't know it was blended family. You just thought all I was the latest kids. You know, their kids together. You did not know that oh, four of them was his and three of them was hers. They mm -hmm. made it work because back then it was, you know, old Papa went down the street and made another family and they didn't, <laughs> they didn't hate each other. And so 
Well, they didn't. They hated each other. Let me say it. I'm gonna throw that in there. They hated each other, but they managed, mm-hmm. and they did what was best for the children. Mm-hmm. Now, go back to what I was saying about the parents being so young. Now, who's disciplining the children, baby? That's a that's a recipe for disaster. A blended family nowadays. Like I said, push come to shove and we don't have no what no other resources, we gotta live together. Other than that, that's not gonna work. Cause ain't nobody raising the children. No, I'm sorry, y'all don't shoot me on this podcast. <laughs> don't come for y'all not taking the time that y'all need. Some of you are a small percentage of you are raising those kids the right way. Telling them and, and make sure the man is right. That that goes back to that the story we just did. Make sure that the man is respectful. He's caring. He's a nurturer. You do not want to bring your kids up in a house where the man is abusing your children or vice versa. Make sure the children are in a healthy and safe environment. I don't care what the what your economic needs are. Make sure that you are coming up in a good home. To me, that's first. Your basic needs, your safety. You know, nobody's going to be abused. Nobody's going to be, you know, touched when you go to bed. You ain't got to worry about your your girls or your boys for that matter. I ain't going to just say girls because now we know it's happening on, you know, with both of the genders. So I just don't see it, see it working. In this pandemic, I just don't see it because everything I see or every parent I see is 17, 18. It's, it's going to be a problem. I don't see I just don't see it working because um, they're trying to work, trying to have a little something or either they're receiving. What's what's that payment, y'all? A tax. Um, a tax, child tax credit and all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so. We're getting bukus or food stamps, and I ain't got no problem with that. If you can get them and you need them, then you should have them. But my thing is, it's just not enough discipline for you got to be a Christian family to be a blended family nowadays. You got to be a Christian person with understanding, not just a Christian family. You got to be disciplined. You got to be uh, able to take stuff, give and take, compromise. If you don't, I just don't see. I mean, you don't even hardly hear tell of blended families anymore. The ones that are, they've been grandfathered in, and what I mean by that is that they, it's been a long time they've been together. You know, ain't nobody trying to move with nobody come together. You got teen, I got teen, <laughs> and then the mom so young, you know she ain't cooking. <laughs> Y'all gonna eat pizza? What else? Noodles? Corn dogs. Ain't no healthy in there. Corn dogs. Mm-hmm. Potato chips. Mm-hmm. McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh God, don't even mention McDonald's. What do you do? This society is not gonna a blended family. I don't see it surviving. Except by the grace of God, and you're a Christian person, like I said, with some. Management now, serious management. Okay, I'm sure. Oh. I don't see it. Sorry, I don't see it. Thank you, Carolyn. Keeping it real. That was real. 
That was real. Um, my experience. I was older when I got married. I was over 35 when I got married. Um, my husband, I'm wife number two. Um, and we ain't gonna count no higher than two. Okay. Two and done. Two and done. And my husband's name is done. Girl, you ought to be in Hollywood. I'm telling you, I loved it. Um, and he's older than me, so uh, he's eight years older than me. So he had two baby mamas, and I when I. What when he proposed and I said yes, and I was like, Oh, I'm finna go through this. I don't know nothing about this. I don't have any biological children, but the children that God gifted me, God loved me so much that He gave me an inheritance without the pain of childbirth. <laughs> Now, I did have some pain <laughs> in blending this family. I did. I am not going to lie to y'all. Uh, I have one daughter and I have four sons. And one of my sons has special needs. And um, so it was what worked for me. You got to get... To know Jesus. Mm. <laughs> you gotta get to know Jesus. Ooh. The husband and the wife on their own, blending a family mm -mm. is um it's difficult without Jesus and the Holy Spirit to hold your tongue, Almeida. Listen to somebody else's way. Um, hmm. Wait the situation out. What you say? Because you're not only, we get married at 17 or 18, and mm -hmm. I say even up to age 25, it's you coming from mom and dad's home and their ideology, their doctrines, their way of running a household. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, but that wasn't the case. My husband was married before, so he had established his own home with the first wife and their way of doing things. And um, children involved in that marriage and children outside of that marriage that was before before that marriage. Mm -hmm. So uh, getting to know those women. And getting to know the children. What really helped me with the children is I said to all of them, I am not replacing anybody. I'm not replacing mama. I'm not replacing daddy. That's good. I am not going to talk about your mom. I don't know her. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know her. Right. So... um you won't get that from me. I did let them know I'm gonna I'm gonna learn you. Mm -hmm. And I told them I am a square. 
<laughs> and um, my life works better when there's order and not chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a family on Sundays. Everybody came to mama's house and we had Sunday dinner and we sat and we talked and the kids um, played outside and you weren't in grown folks business. Uh-uh. Um, yeah. And we ended up taking naps on the couch to get like, you'll come to mama's at two in the evening and won't leave to 10 at night. Uh-huh. Right. That was our routine. But that Sunday dinner, that Sunday ritual is where you caught up with each other, where you learned about, um, this person lost their job and this person mm-hmm. really likes this person. Right. They got a new boyfriend. They got a new girlfriend. Um, when family came home to visit, that was the house that they came to. So I was used to the fellowship of a family. Wow. Um, even okay. if was, that was just once a week. Mm-hmm. To be blended you have to be sure about your relationship with the spouse, that you're mm-hmm. not competing with the ex-wife, that you're not competing with the other woman. Um, and if it's a man coming into a situation where the woman has been married, you're not competing with her ex-husband. You're not competing with who she just moved out from. You mm-hmm. ask the question, man in most situations she said yes so let's build from that and then in that build your um boundaries and establish um how you guys will discipline when the child uh or the children are are with you some of my children were grown when i came into their life so that was not a matter of discipline. It was just two that were underage. Okay. Uh, my daughter and my son with special needs. So um, what what's going to work for them? And to get to know the children so that you can figure out what makes them tick, what interests them, what excites them um you're still protecting and guiding Mm -hmm. and providing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know in my household we never went to sleep with the tv on that's just one of our things and so in my home we don't sleep with the tv on and so if that's something you do at mom's that's fine here we have a certain bedtime and we have a uh a routine for bedtime and stuff like that. I just wanted the children to know that I love your dad and I'm going to love you Mm -hmm. because you are an extension of him. And so uh, there was never a um, well, I don't like that child because they bad or she sassy or, you know, anything like that. Um, so are these things that you and your husband talked about before you got married or, um, 
or was it uh, after you got married, but yet you still talked about these things ahead of time? Well, before we got, we met, we dated for three years. And during that time, I would spend time with him and the kids. And especially the youngest two, we would go out of town for the day. Um, and we'll do fun stuff. We'll do educational stuff because they were school age. Right. And so we'll go to like the Barnes and Noble bookstore. They had never been there before. Um, we'll do shopping. Um, we'll do dinner. Um, just regular stuff. And that gave me a chance to kind of see them in all different uh, ways mm -hmm. to to get to know them better so that they can be more mm -hmm. comfortable with me. Because it's like, daddy's got a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, that's they get like, daddy's got a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> her name is Miss Almeida. And because I did crafts and stuff, they gravitated towards me. So um, it was it was spending time with them, doing crafts, creating stuff so that they became more comfortable with things, um, exposing them to things that they hadn't been exposed to, but just really just, just loving on them and understanding them. Mm -hmm. um, with my son with special needs, he's on the autistic spectrum. And so mm -hmm. he learned differently and he behaved differently. And I just love him. I just, I just love him. Um, Cause I say, Sam, I don't know how to do this. Anything electronic. If we got anything new electronic in the house, he didn't have to read a book. He just did it. Just super smart like that. Like, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that a whole minute to do and it's something that he enjoyed and then he'll be like explaining it to you and stuff and you know that was that was his joy that was electronics is his joy so now one of the things that he loves to do is the train um he lives in new york he he loves trains he does the sim the train simulation it's a it's a whole game it's a whole app <laughs> all of that stuff and so um he loves that part um so it was it was a matter of me getting to know them them getting to know me and to really know that i cared for their dad i wasn't um i wasn't just there just the girlfriend he dating and he gonna move on to somebody i i love your dad and i'm gonna be with your dad if that's you know um, if and that's I think what that's want. what's missing today. Yeah, oh, is, uh, is the fact that people don't take time anymore. Um, you 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 took time. True. They had three years to get to know you, and you get to know them, uh -huh. and each one feel comfortable. So when the time came that you were actually sharing space. Um, and living as a family, a lot of the barriers were already knocked down. But in today's society, people are jumping in, moving in together mm -hmm. with the quickness. Uh, 
probably more economic reasons than love before love has even been established let's just go ahead you know let's move in together you know yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know for 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 economic reasons now you're in it and now you get to spend time with these kids and you realize wait a minute i Look, Joey, bad. <laughs> Look, Mary, she keep the house messy. Uh huh. Where we got uh, where these roaches come from, you know? And so when we when we got married, and my daughter would come every other weekend, she'll call and she's like, "Miss Almeida, what color are we gonna wear this weekend?" I was like, "Well, you choose." And she'll be like, "Okay, we're gonna wear pink." And so she. Uh, when she'll come, we'll have on Saturday, we'll wear the same color. And that was um, choir practice day at church. She was part of the youth choir at the church I belong to because uh, my church had more youth than her dad's. And so she enjoyed that church more because it was kids her age and it was more kids her age. And so, um, and she um when they when we got married, we got married in September and Christmas, my children got gifts from my sisters and brothers. And my daughter said, um, it's like I'm a real niece. I said, honey, you are a real niece. You are mm -hmm. my daughter that God gave to me mm -hmm. by way of your mom and dad. And she's like, Oh, wow. And so she'll go spend the summers with uh, one of my sisters, just like the other nieces would spend. And because my family is one, when they take you in, they just they just take you in the whole package. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. package. Mm -hmm. And so she felt she felt loved. And, um, you know, when they yeah. have graduations and you can only get 10 tickets, it's like, hello, I got 15, 18s, and uncles, what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I got two mamas, a daddy, and 15, 18s, and uncles. I need more than 10 tickets. You know, so when we married, she was eight. And then, um, so that that made me feel good. That made me feel good. Well, so can work. Yes, blended families can work. But if that's if you put the work in. But if you come in like with the situation, Carolyn, that you spoke of, which unfortunately nowadays is the majority of uh, these temporary families that come together um, because, you know, they're coming together without the benefit of marriage, let alone uh, time getting to know each other, Yeah, you know, and... Right. So I'm I'm afraid of what uh, <laughs> what the future generations are going to look like. Will marriage even yeah. exist? Because we're bringing children into unhealthy relationships, and mm -hmm. you break up, and now mama goes and gets another guy, or dad goes and gets another girl, and you're back and forth, back and forth, and not, you know. Most times out of 10, those are going to break up and you're steady introducing these new, new unstable. Right. Over your children. What, 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 yeah. I, I, 
I don't want to. I don't want to paint it as all rosy. I don't. I no. did. I did have issues. I did have issues with with the mom. Um, but we in a, we are in a great place now. Um, and actually, Dunn and I had an issue once, and he brought my daughter home, and and I was like, oh. Did I get the weekends mixed up? He's like, no. <laughs> I went by to see her. Um, and she said she wanted to come home with me. I was like, okay, but you didn't call me. He said, it's okay. Okay. I said, but, but honey, I said, I said, boo, you know, I have this, this, and this plan for tomorrow. So you're gonna have to keep her. He's like, it's okay. So she's like 10 or 11 then. So I couldn't, I had commitments that I couldn't break. So she couldn't go with me that Saturday anywhere. So she stayed at home with dad. And um, it was probably, I left the house maybe nine that morning. I didn't get back to like six that evening. And she's like, Miss Almeida. I said, well, she says, look at this. Look at this. And I don't know. And I was like, well, she says, daddy combed my hair. <laughs> Look at this. He doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> and I, said, I said, honey, it's okay. She says, he doesn't know what to do with girls. We ended up mowing the yard. He doesn't know what to do with girls. So we got well, she got ready for bed and she went on to her bedroom and then my husband said, I understand what you said. I said, oh, you are Say that again. He said, I understand what you said. Now I get it. I said, yeah, because when she comes, she's with me. You say we have her for the weekend, but she's with me. Mm -hmm. So he was like, next time I will call. I said, well, yes, sir. <laughs> I like the way you handled that because I've been like, now wait, come on, let's go. We, we need to go talk. You know, you don't do that now, but I'm serious though. Yeah. I've gone through it uh, when I was married. I've been married twice. Okay. And uh, my first husband had, uh, I think, four children. I hope, I guess I'm counting right. Uh, and so I loved them as my own. Mm -hmm. They would even call me mom. You mm -hmm. know, um, I didn't see them as stepchildren, you know, because I'm a nurturer. So when I get kids in my presence, I want to love them. I want to comb their hair, you know, yeah. and do those yeah. type of things. Um, it was not without uh, a lot of friction. Yeah, we it was some of that going on. Trust me. Um, mm -hmm. And so when I when he passed away, uh, and so the kids went back to live, you know, back with the mom. We would get them on the holidays, weekends, summer. And so after he passed away, uh, we lost connection with each other. I don't like that. I really want to know how they're doing, but. I got this thing in me where if you break away from me, sometimes I just let it go. You know, I'm, I want to call. What you, what, what's he doing now? What I just. I God is a restore. Yeah. God is a restore. And so when I remarried, um, my husband had two, two boys and a grown daughter that I found about, found out about later. Okay. And um, they treated me fine. I treated them fine. But that I mean, we are older. When you get a little bit older, past twenty five or thirty, you start to see things differently. 
but you got these 17, 18 year old moms and, and they meet these guys and he move into their apartment or they move in. I'm telling y'all, it's not going to work. And then like Pam was just saying a minute ago, he, what if he don't know how to handle the breakup? What if he don't know how to handle? Like she said, you keep introducing new people new to your people. children. Mm -hmm. So they yeah, never get yeah. to know one person. And then y'all been watching the news. Y'all know these 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 stepdads or whatever you want to call them, they've been shooting the mom and the children. Mm -hmm. yes. and breaking my heart because they didn't he didn't know how to handle it. He right. didn't have a situation right. like that. Right. You know, and she talking about leaving me and, and it's just gonna be me or whatever, and then you taking the kids and if they don't know what to do, so they do what they feel they need to do to get a quick solution. And they, 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 you know, yeah, they for, get for rid the, of the mom and the children for the younger. So in the, in the, okay, excuse me, just a second. In the interest of time, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, you both can uh have one minute to wrap up, however, you want to wrap this up in a nice, pretty bow. Okay, okay, go ahead, Almeida. All right, all right. Um, I would say being in a blended family has blessed me because it has taught me how to love on a whole different capacity that I didn't even think I could. And for younger couples that are considering it, please go to and get some resources through therapy of how to um, bring a family together. You yeah, sure you want to hear my one minute? <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it because you're not ready for it. Go to a Planned Parent uh, Center. Get some information. Get some family um, therapy. Do all that before y'all try to move together just because you know you need him to help pay your bills and you find out you done moved in with a psycho <laughs> or, or vice versa. Take time and get to know each other first. See what your your likes are and what your differences are. See if you can come together under one roof. If not, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't want to see you in the news, okay? Seriously. Mm. Mm. Well, I'd like to uh, finish this topic out with um, parents, whether you're the mother or the father. Your kids matter the most. Amen. It's not about you. Uh, this is a very hard lesson to learn. So the younger you start, the better off you are, the better off your kids will be. But the lesson is to prioritize your kids. If you're going to have kids, prioritize them. Don't be afraid of whether or not you're going to be alone. With kids, you're never alone. Never. Kids, never. And, and, and no matter what age they grow up, you know, however long they live, they are still your children. That's right. You never lose your children. You can lose a husband. You can get divorced. <laughs> you can lose a husband. But you can't divorce, you cannot divorce your kids. Amen. So, right. Amen. And then a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times if the kids are happy, that's even easier 
on the marriage when you do decide to settle down with someone. Mm -hmm. You know, all families, even biological kids, you know, we, you have issues. You're going to have issues. Mm -hmm. so, you know, don't add other things that really aren't necessary, such right. as stranger in your house. <laughs> don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Don't over do it. Precious over these precious souls. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Look, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm -mm. You're not ready yet. Wait till you get ready for it. Yes. And do it the right way mm -hmm. and the safe way. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know I feel like we could just keep up going on and on and on and on to the break of dawn, on and on. We have come to a to the end of another edition of It's CPA Time with Carolyn Leslie, Alvita Johnson, and your host for this evening, Pamela Narles. We thank you for watching this episode. And if you get a chance to send us a comment on this topic, please do. We want to hear from you. And so yes, we, uh, we see each other again. Everyone just be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>